We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hi everybody, welcome to episode number two of Gaming with the Moms. Yeah, hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm Nicole Tanner. I'm the managing editor at Pixelkin.org. And we're going to have everybody go around and introduce themselves just so you can get familiar with our voices. So, Linda. I'm Linda Brenneman. I'm the publisher of Pixelkin.org. And um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I really almost jumped the gun there. Uh, I'm Simone de Rochefort. I'm a video producer at Pixelkin. And I'm not a mom, but I am a gamer. You're a daughter. I am a daughter. That's true. <laughs> and she's a laugher. Yeah. <laughs> you know her by her laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just to clear things up, she's not one of our daughters. <laughs> <laughs> you try to make yourself feel younger. It's okay. <laughs> well, that would make me feel... Oh, I guess it would make me feel younger, yeah. but... I'm a- <laughs> Too young. <laughs> All right, Curtis. Oh, I'm, I'm Curtis Friedenberg, and you can probably tell I'm not a mom, but I have an eight-year-old and eleven-year-old, both avid gamers. Nice. Cool. And Curtis is our guest today. Um, ongoing, we're going to try to have a guest on as often as we can, but we're not going to make promises every week. So I think we're going to get started with some family gaming news, the stuff oh. that's happening now. Yeah, I Mario Kart uh, released a couple uh, DLC, so downloadable content. Uh, they have two new Grand Prix Cups in the game, both based on Animal Crossing, which is this ad- adorable, oh, like yeah, kid friendly game. Uh, there's the Bell Cup and the Crossing Cup, and Courtney and I played them last night, and it. Oh, the races are so cool. And apparently they actually change seasons randomly, like as you select the races, so you get a little diversity in there. But uh, the other exciting thing that happened is that they released a new speed, which is 200cc, which... Is crazy. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like, we, we were careening through the course. We couldn't... No one could steer. I drove off uh, hundreds... Maybe thousands of times. <laughs> it was a tragedy. And Courtney's usually really good. Like, you yeah. can watch our Let's Plays. Like, she gets first consistently. Eighth. Eighth place <laughs> consistently. I nice. was in 12th. Her boyfriend managed to win one time. He took first place once. And we all just screamed because we had no idea how he had accomplished this. Wow. And I still don't know. I think it was witchcraft, possibly. But... Did you yeah. guys record that? Or? Unfortunately, no. Oh. <laughs> I, I feel bad about that, but it, yeah. Let's no, play coming no. up, though. I yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, I don't think we want to publicize how bad we are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so in other Nintendo news, both Splatoon and Yoshi's Woolly World are available for pre-order. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so Spl- Splatoon is coming out in just like the next month or so. Um, Yoshi's Woolly World is actually not till December. Oh. We've been waiting for Splatoon for a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Splatoon I'm super excited for because that's going to be a third-person, quote-unquote, shooter <laughs> that's family-friendly because you're shooting paint instead yeah. of bullets. So you go around and you're basically trying to cover as much of your area in your color of paint as possible. Yeah. I played it uh, last year, and it is super fun. Yeah. And you can slide around, right? Yeah, yeah, you can turn into, like, squids and swim through the paint and then pop oh, up. And, yeah. yeah, it's really, really yeah, fun. Yeah, everybody's excited for it for sure. Mm-hmm. Other news that maybe, I don't know, 5% of the world might be interested <laughs> in is that um, the App Store for Apple Watch is now live. 
So yay! There are like twelve games. It's mostly letter puzzles, little puzzle things because you know how much can you do on your that tiny trivia screen. crack is one of them, right? Yeah, like, trivia. Yeah. So um, so <laughs> so yeah. If you got an Apple Watch, you can play games on it now. <laughs> um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, Marvel has announced a partnership with Telltale. This probably makes more sense for people who are gamers a little bit more. Um, Marvel, obviously, comic books, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Avengers, all those guys. Telltale is a studio that has been doing really story-driven adventure games, like almost point-and-click except for on console. So Marvel partnering with those sort of means like really story-driven games on the superheroes. So yeah. that's great. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'm super yeah, excited about that. Yeah, it should be really interesting. And the last thing is not so much games as it is just comics. So DC has announced that they're going to be launching a new program called Superhero Girls later in the year. <laughs> um, and they posted a picture of their Superhero Girls uh, online. I found and it on Facebook. And how do you feel about that, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I mean the. Concept of the idea is fast, you know, great, mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. The way the girls look, not so much. They're like Disney princesses in superhero costumes, and I hate that. But That's, Simone, okay, might love it. I don't, I don't completely love it because I do agree. Um, they're, you know, they're all super tiny ways, super big eyes, like you said. Yeah. Um, I definitely like that needs to go that ideal needs to go however i do appreciate the fact that most of them are you know wearing pants they're like fully clothed the costumes are pretty cute yeah um and i don't know just the idea that we'll get and apparently the plot of the whole thing is that we get to see them kind of discovering their powers and like growing into superheroes yeah they're all gonna be super into teenagers yeah yeah. going through their i am worried they said it was going to be like exploring teen lives and like what? What? <laughs> yeah. Does this mean like real like teen conflicts, like friendship and bullying and things, or does it mean like TV teen conflicts it's, where it's all drama? And oh, it's so bad that girl boys. wore the same skirt as me. Yeah. Forget about boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm intrigued, but not. Yeah. Super excited. On the other hand, like just having a property like that that is focused at girls is a huge deal. And coming from DC too, which has not so much made. I mean, both Marvel and DC have their problems, but Marvel has more been pushing for or toward having more female led properties. Yeah. And this is like a huge move for DC to do something yes. like this that's purely focused yes. at young women. So yeah, that's good. It's the the comic studio yeah. that it's just just can't release a Wonder Woman yeah. movie. No, They've been trying no. for like five years. <laughs> but see then yeah, then the problem is like these girls grow up and they get to move on to the adult comic books which are full of yes. TNA and yeah. like Ugh. Yeah, I mean they're very obviously going after the princess market yeah the princess market is huge that's true that's That's true yeah Yeah. i mean you can't go anywhere without seeing those princesses i'd like to see them grime it up a bit just oh me too (laughs) me too yeah they never show um rapunzel from tangled with her brown hair Uh, at the end of the movie it's uh, like is that a that's a problem with you yeah (laughs) why wouldn't they i know exactly that's her hair now Uh, all right, we're going on a bit of a rant here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a female rant. I think we're uh, maybe alienating our guest. Um, How do you feel, Curtis? 
Uh, you Tell know, us how you feel about princesses. I'm, I'm mystified and slightly terrified. Because <laughs> you, yeah. you don't have daughters, right? I have two boys. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> and they're not into princesses. You know, it's funny. We've, we've, we've created – we've tried to create a space where they can be and they're not. Nice. Yeah. 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 You know, we're like, hey, do you want to do, do this? And they're like, no. You tried. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. That's what I tried to do with my daughter, too. Just, yeah. mm-hmm. You got to offer everything open, up yeah, yeah. and just, yeah, let them choose. Yeah. yeah. And they do choose. My I, I, I offered my daughter every princess there possibly was, and she, no way. She did not yeah. want a princess anything. It was yeah. stuffed animals all the way. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yep. Stuffies. <laughs> Nala. Nala from The Lion King. Oh. She was... She actually wore the Nala costume for about two years straight wow. everywhere, but um, no, uh, none of the small-waisted princesses. Yeah. Nala yeah. was a good character. I was always yeah. into Scar, which was a big concern for my mother <laughs> when I was a child. <laughs> yeah. That is concerning, Simone. Yeah. I love him. I'm worried. <laughs> I love him, Mom! <laughs> well, wait, you do have a brother, right? I do have a brother. So you're going to shove him off a cliff, Obviously. basically? <laughs> How do you know I haven't already? <laughs> All right, so the reason we have Curtis here with us is uh, both because he has sons, but they also are avid Minecraft players, um, and Curtis Curtis is going to have some questions about regular games, too, so hopefully we can answer them. Go for it. Just shoot us with them. (laughs) Well, let me think. One question I had that I was thinking about just recently, we were talking with my son about foreign languages Mm -hmm. and what language he wants to study, and... And I grew up speaking Spanish, and I'm trying to get my kids to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. But they get along pretty well in English. They mm-hmm. realize they don't really need Spanish here in Seattle. Right. So one thing I was thinking, it would be really cool if there was a game where they could basically needed to use Spanish or whatever uh, whatever other language um, mm. you might be studying. Uh, do you guys know of any where, we, where that happens? I mean, like where they, they can no. play with kids in another country? and You know, mm-hmm. there is – when I was doing my article about the World Cup, I, I found uh, – during the World Cup final, I found a game from every country that was in the World Cup final. And one of them was an, a kid-friendly MMO from Argentina. I, I think it might be a little young for your kids, honestly, uh-huh. but um, – I would be surprised if there weren't more things like that out there that were geared uh, at kids in those countries. And uh, obviously they have like the the pre-selected phrases like Club Penguin does where you can Mm -hmm. only say certain Mm -hmm. things. Um, And that might be an interesting way to learn a language like Spanish, certainly. Um, I love the app Duolingo. It That's kind what of, I was just going to oh say. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> it's not directly a game, um, but you, it's kind of got gamey aspects to it. So, mm-hmm. like, you earn, like, points and you level up. Um, and that's got, like, four or five languages that yeah. you can learn in it. Unfortunately, yeah. they're, they're all, like, Eurocentric languages. But it does have Spanish. I mean, you're yeah. pretty – with Spanish, you're pretty lucky no matter yeah. where you go. Everyone yeah. you know, has to learn Spanish. another really cool thing that a lot of people do is they'll have a game like Pokemon um, – and then they'll just change the language settings. So if the game is um, simple enough and there's a lot of um, dialogue in the game mm-hmm. and you change the language setting, then they can sort of tell from the context what's going on and then yeah. brush up on their Spanish skills yeah, that that's way. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, because there's nothing like needing to figure out what a word means to make you exactly. remember it. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, that's the strength of games. They, yeah, they're yeah. great for motivating kids. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean my friend Chris Charla, his son – learn to read by playing Pokemon. So I can't imagine that That's you couldn't awesome. learn a little bit about another language by playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Right. 
Hope yeah. that helps. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. That's really cool stuff. Um, Maybe you could find a Spanish language Minecraft server. And just, well, that's, that's <laughs> my a, concern yeah. was that that would be like too – there would be too much pressure from other people like to collaborate and build things. But there were definitely yeah. servers out there. Yeah, once they get a little skill, that yeah. might be a great way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing how quickly at least my son – figure stuff out when he needs to in Minecraft. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's true. And but, I mean, then yeah. all the objects, you'd at least know the object names. Because yeah. you do need to know how to say dirt and pickaxe in <laughs> Spanish <laughs> when you send him to the mines. Yeah. That's right. Well, I was telling Linda how my son is supposed to do typing homework and he doesn't really like to do it too uh-huh. well. And then all of a sudden he just kicked it on typing. We couldn't figure out why. And then I watched him play Minecraft. Oh. And the fact uh-huh. that he's doing those little side conversations and, nice. t- and typing frantically. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's why because he there needed was a, to do it. There was a typing game that we talked about a little earlier on Pixelkin. Do you remember what it was called? Um, I don't, but I there's a post on Pixelkin about all it. about yes. typing. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone can look those that up. That sure yeah. exists, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely exists. But, but I, I agree that just about any kind of um online game where you're communicating with other people mm-hmm. that will get your typing speed up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Faster than anything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Once I was playing City of Heroes, I was in the middle of a mission, like, with a bunch of other people. So, like, I could not leave my computer. But I was eating a plate of spaghetti at the same time and typing at the same time, upended the entire thing into my lap. Of course. And I, yeah. And instead of, like, running to the bathroom to wash it off, I'm typing, like, OMG, I just spilled spaghetti all over myself. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just, like, dripping and, like, trying to finish the mission. It was... A tragedy. (laughs) You don't let your team down. No, never let your team down, even when you're swimming in spaghetti. (laughs) Nice. Delicious. So what's another question? Well, let me think. Another question is um, physical fitness, something we think of, all parents think about a lot, Mm -hmm. I think. And um, and I don't know if it's true or not, but when I think of what I was doing when I was 10, I think I was much more physically active than my kids. But, of course, you never know if that's really true. You just right. through the mist, the mist yeah. of history. Well, now that we um, all have, like, Fitbit and stuff, like, we'll grow we can, up knowing exactly what our could, stats yeah. are and we can compare us. We can quantify it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, um, so I'm wondering what, what would be some good ways to, particularly, you know, as summer is coming up, and yeah. you know, what would be some good ways to get our kids more physically active using games? There are tons – well, not tons, but many, many, many games um, – which, for the most part, require having an Xbox or a Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't have those, then you probably need to pick one up, for sure. Um, so the Xbox has Connect, which is a motion sensor that follows your entire body. Um, the Wii, um, just in its design, uh, has motion controls in the controller that it can follow. Um, the Connect has... Quite a few games. The biggest uh, sort of really good workout ones are called Dance Central mm-hmm. um, because you're doing real dance moves that are made by choreographers. To and they're some really hard. <laughs> yeah, I have tried to play that game and I was yeah. huffing and puffing so yeah. much. I yeah, I mean it really gets your heart rate up and it, especially as it gets more complicated. Um, but also uh, the game Disney Fantasia – Music evolved. You're only using your upper body, like your arms. But I get way into it when I'm yeah. playing. I'm like doing lunges and like all the kind of stuff. Um, and then, like, it, you know, I'm definitely sweating and my heart rate's up. And mm-hmm. so those are great. Yeah. Can you guys think of other uh, ones? Actually, 
it's not quite a game, but the app geocaching is a really cool way to get out of the house and like do an activity. That's kind of an adventure. Basically, uh, a geocache is a hidden little treasure that's usually just like action figures that someone's put there or beads or whatever. And there's always a little logbook with a pen where you can write that you where you found the geocache. And the app stores the coordinates of that cache, and you basically find it. Like it might be buried in the woods or something on a trail and you basically get to go on this adventure find a treasure at the end and then sign the logbook and come home and you can actually swap out what's in the box so like bring something it, the rule is if you take something you put something back so oh, yeah, there's yeah. always something interesting to find huh yeah. and what age kids would like geocaching can they do it by themselves I, or is this a I, I it kind of depends like mm-hmm. i found one in my neighborhood that it was really close to my house and that that would be one where if your kid is already like running around the neighborhood and doing stuff and they have a smartphone, they could find that. Um, other ones that are more difficult might be on like a, a hike that you would go on as a family. Um, there's actually one right up the road from our office that's quite hmm. interesting to find. But yeah, I, I think it, it kind of spans all ages as long as they're as they if they can understand the concept of treasure hunt and oh yeah they get that yeah <laughs> I feel like that starts pretty young yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and yeah depending on how involved you want to be and as a parent you could always like check it out beforehand yeah uh-huh. and see oh, like what's cool. there what they're gonna find and then how yeah. safe the neighborhood is all yeah that kind exactly. of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. They're actually not very easy to find a lot of the They're time. They're pretty challenging. Yeah, it takes work. And so yeah. smaller kids would not be able to find them themselves, I'm thinking. Yeah. There's yeah. one, I, like, if you're even if you're just going to a park as a family, there was one in um, Juanita Bay that mm. I was looking for forever. <laughs> oh, my God. In the park down there. And, like, it was a beautiful day. There were families around. But I really had to go to the bathroom. So I did not end up finding that geocache. Uh, that's my that's my sad tale, but um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I would have been interested to do that for like a birthday party. Did I oh, oh yeah. Yeah. absolutely! Heck and yeah. have some yeah. kids on a little treasure hunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my be son's awesome. birthday tomorrow. I better get busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Or you could send them on a scavenger hunt just in your front yard, like yeah. I did for my daughter's birthday party. Yeah. yeah. Another great thing you can do is um, apply a video game theme to your scavenger hunt. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, Kids love yeah. doing that. Yeah. yeah. And with like the uh-huh. iconic – like if they're in a Nintendo – actually M- Minecraft too has a lot of iconic imagery. But Nintendo has a lot of iconic imagery of like treasure boxes with like the question marks on them and like things that you mm-hmm. discover. So it's – Super easy to find those assets. Not super easy, as you know, Nicole, to uh, go through all the work of making a yes. scavenger Yeah. My daughter yeah. had a Wally themed birthday party, so I made 40 little garbage cubes nice. out of little favor boxes that you would use at weddings. Um, and they all had little wow. toys inside of them. One of them had a little clay version of the boot that has a plan in it, you know, from Wally. And the person who found that one, Got a little special prize. But it was great because she was so excited. She ran up to me. She's like, I found the plant. I found the plant. And it was really cool. So it was worth all that work just for that experience. <laughs> really worth it. Yeah. That is so cool. And it's funny because I knew which one had the plant because I set it down so I would know where it was. Yeah. And when we first came out of the house, Anna was standing like right in front of it. So I'm like moving her down <laughs> to make sure that she's not the one <laughs> that picked it up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but. It was a big hit. Everybody loved it. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I just ran across a website called Minecraft Mom. Um, and it's this wonderful blog. Um, this uh, woman, Beck Oakley, out of Australia. And she has just this incredible treasure house of birthday party 
planning and <sighs> pictures and crafts yeah. that you can do for, for wow. Minecraft-themed yeah. birthday parties. So I, I saw Minecraft mm. wedding photos. Oh, oh my wow. God. It was beautiful. But uh, back to the, the outdoorsy <laughs> question. Um, my live-action Angry Birds game, actually. I, I made a live-action Angry Birds game a couple weeks ago. Uh, I made a slingshot out of PVC. It was actually really easy and cheap to do. And then I built towers out of cardboard boxes, and I basically knocked them down by launching balls at them with the slingshot, Angry Birds style. And that was really fun. And that... Tie, you know, ties back to yeah. games yeah, in that yeah. way. Or not knocking them down, Well, right? okay, <laughs> most of the time I was not knocking them down. However, in the video, I provide very specific yes. advice for how to not let what happened to me happen to you. Yeah, sitting in the office, like you were editing it, and I hear thud. 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 <laughs> I'm like, thud. that doesn't sound like those boxes are falling over. But when they did fall, it was super exciting. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah and you'll see all that excitement in the video yes. because that's what made it into the video. <laughs> yes. You have no idea how much I cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I do. Yeah. And you can find that video on our yeah, YouTube yeah. channel. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Text looking YouTube. Last year, I made a um, Angry Birds cake. Oh, nice. Oh. Complete with a little superstructure of, um, what did I use? Some kind of chocolate bars. Oh, cool. And flames in the front with candles and a slingshot to shoot stuff through and the birds and the pigs and the whole thing. That was is a so huge cool. Hit. It was yeah. a huge hit. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, it was a Safeway sheet cake. And oh, nice. Candy bars. And one of yeah. my one of the moms came over and was like, you know, what caterer did you use? Oh like, wow! I'm like, no, great. I had this idea like 15 minutes ago because uh, I didn't have time to make a cake. Oh my, oh my gosh! <laughs> it worked. Wow! Was that for a birthday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because your kid's birthday is this weekend. It is. I'm yeah. gonna come to you next time I need a cake, Curtis. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions that come to mind? Well, let me think. So, um, <coughs> another question I had was the. Uh, Oh, yeah, like tying into like um, – going back to the physical mm-hmm. fitness thing and all like the Fitbit and all those kind mm-hmm. of – do those integrate in any way into games at this point? Because that would be really interesting if you had something where the kids are playing something virtually but there was actually a, a physical piece which would then be represented back in the game. Oh, does that happen? There was, I don't think it has. There was supposed to be something with Nike, I think, like hooking up with a game – on Connect for 360. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it ever happened because Nike was putting these little chip things in the soles of their shoes. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was mm-hmm. shopping for shoes at the time and they're like, oh, do you want the blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't think that ever actually came to fruition. Um, but there is um, Xbox Fitness, which is on Xbox One, which is where you can just do workouts with mm-hmm. like big trainers like Jillian Michaels and whatnot. And, um, she's scary. I know she's scary. <laughs> uh, but like it measures your full body and so you can see a silhouette of yourself on the screen and it gives you feedback like your form is off, like you need to raise your arm higher and then you can see what you're doing so that you can mm. fix your form. So, I wish there was more stuff like that for yeah. like – any kind of themed game, you know, like a, an adventure game, a fantasy game, something that would be really appealing to kids. Because I, uh, I would have like z- noped out of workout training as a kid. Yeah. I I actually do that now. Hmm. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> which is why Fantasia is yeah, my workout. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's coming. It's it's got to come. Yeah. yeah. I, the, the closest thing I've seen so far is um, Zelda with 
on Skyward Sword where yeah. you're, you're actually moving the controller in order to swing the sword yeah. and things like that. Um, someday, yeah. I would think your whole body could get involved in all that. Yeah, yeah. It'd be so cool even if there were some kind of game where running around in real life would get you points or something or some kind of value in mm-hmm. the game world. IDK, just throwing ideas out there. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's something very compelling about that, I think. If, yeah. If, if yeah. my son could go for a run around the block and do something and then see it on the screen or see it on, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, have it engage in the video game, it would be, he'd go crazy. You know, years yeah. ago really there cool. was um, a little to-do list app for the iPhone that if you did, you could check off the things that you did and it would give you points and you could like level up. I mean, you couldn't get any reward, uh, but it was just kind of gamification of uh-huh, your uh-huh. to-do list. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, I have no idea what the app's name was. It was a while ago. Was it not Habit RPG or? I don't know. It might be. Yeah. Um, but we talked about it on Girl Fight way years ago. Um, <laughs> so there might be something out there. That I, just, I think there are actually yeah. there are gamified fitness kind of apps out yeah. there. I feel yeah. like there's a difference between gamified fitness and something that engages you on like a deeper level and really compels you to do it rather than just or I feel like gamified fitness apps kind of compel you to do it in the way where we like to check things off on lists. We mm-hmm. like to complete tasks. Um, we like to I think, level up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think kids need some kind of deeper engagement to really get them into it on on a long-term level. I, need, I don't know what that would be. I need deeper engagement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not Nobody enough. Does. I mean, running yeah. is horrible oh. for me, <laughs> and I am not going to do that just to check, check off some box. Right. No. Yeah. But no. if I were um, – I think there is something, though, where you can you, – you can, Pretend like you're being chased by zombies oh, yeah, when you zombie run. Oh, yeah, zombie run. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, nice. a, there's an app called uh, – oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. But basically you have a little plant and your goal is to drink water. And if you drink water, you input you it in plant. and your plant nice. grows. And if you don't, your plant dies. <laughs> nice. So uh, – and I, I think that's that's a cool way to visualize that uh, that need for water. Healthiness. I think I'd yeah. be more into running from the zombies myself. Yeah. <laughs> a little higher, but, a little yeah. more motivating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but growing the plant thing is kind of like, um, what was the, the little toy things that you Oh, could... gosh, Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because those are super popular and you're just, yeah. it's basically like a virtual pet that you're yeah. just keeping alive. So um, <laughs> maybe they should just... Do the virtual pet thing. Yeah. Like you're running feed with yourself, your... Feed yourself, feed your pet. You have to Exercise run with your, your dog. Yeah. And, yeah. That would Ooh. be really cool. Yes. Oh Somebody my God, there that. we go. <laughs> this is going to be like Nintendogs 2.0 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I might already have a Nintendogs 2.0, but whatever, whatever the next one is going to be. Right, yeah. Because that could be cool. Kids are into that kind of taking yeah. care of a pet type thing. Yeah. Especially like now with the devices that we have, like if you could have your Nintendog on your DS... Yeah. And take it out and like go running and then open it up and see your dog react to that. That yeah. would be super cool. Yeah. Go into the house, have it on the TV. Yeah. That would be great. Hmm. Now that I've solved that problem, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> I'll be expecting my check from Nintendo any minute. <laughs> nice. So, so another thing I've been thinking about is I remember back in the good old days being a little kid and reading a book. Mm-hmm. And someone would hand you a book that was about – and you start to read it and you didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Or it would be like a, a whole new culture or whether it's a time frame or a different culture or, or something where you drop into something that you were didn't even know existed. Mm. And when I look at so many of the games now, they're very 
culturally, most of them are from here in the States. Most right. of them are, represent kind of a, a pretty straightforward or pretty similar demographic. Yeah. Um, and so I would love games that could, that where my kids could drop into something where it's a completely new world. And one example of this that one of you told me about was uh, Never Alone, mm-hmm. which I thought was oh, really yeah. cool because my yeah. kids don't know anything about the Inuit. Yeah. And they were really into that, watching that stuff. And it just, just dro- like playing a really fun game, but dropping into a different culture. Yeah. Um, I suspect there's some some out there, but I don't know much about that. Yeah, Never Alone is kind of really the first one that I heard about with any yeah. really. I mean, gaming is a Western. Gaming is a Western thing. Uh, it's and also, also Japanese. Japan. Yeah, Japanese, okay. I mean, it kind of had its origins in Japan. Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but Japanese, they kind of got stuck in a rut with their RPGs and not yeah. really having a good story. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just talk about this all the time. Like, you've got fantasy, um, and you know, just like like real life, just violent type things. Yeah. You know? Which Too now have a sci-fi yeah. twist. Yeah, yeah. sci-fi Yay. and fantasy, and that was yeah. basically the only genres that there were in games. Huh. So we were, you know, we thought about like if you expand the genre, then you expand the different kinds of worlds that you would be in. And there, it's happening a little bit. There have been a couple of like Life is Strange, that game that Keezy loves. Yeah, yeah, is about being a teenager, um, just a regular teenager. Uh-huh. And now having played the first two episodes of that, I. Uh, would not recommend it for younger kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks. Drug use and you know, language yeah. and gun violence and. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but all real things yay, that teenagers yeah, it, deal with true. now. Yeah. yeah. Besides Never Alone, which is a fantastic game and award winning yeah. and all about the Inuit people and and they participated in making the game. So yeah. Yeah, it's their values, their, what's important to them in that game. There's another game um, called Okami, which is really interesting for its period Japanese um, culture. Hmm. And um, when you play that on the Wii, I wish there were a newer version of it too. Yeah, it was PS2 and Wii, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, but you use the Wii controller as sort of a pen and ink thing. Yeah. And you make gestures in the air and those gestures – make the game go forward. So you fight the enemies with the pen and ink. Huh. Like yeah. you can create a windstorm mm-hmm. with the correct gesture. And that one has an amazing amount of Japanese history and mm-hmm. mythology yeah. and all wrapped up in that. Yeah, I think it's a lot easier to do that with movies and books. I just think games haven't quite yeah. got there yet, you know. Um you can look at games that are based on kind of licensed properties from movies that are really cool. Unfortunately, lots of those games tend to be like really rushed with low budgets and then they end up not being great mm-hmm. in the long run. I think We're giving you more gaming ideas, developers yeah. out there. <laughs> Do something different. I love the Persona games and uh, they're, they're made by Atlas, which is a Japanese company and – they usually are about high school students dealing with various issues that high schoolers deal with and um, are not as um, risque uh, or, I guess, realistic in that sense as Life is Strange because they're fantasy games. Uh, they might be a little too, like, text-heavy, like, uh, plot. They're, they might not be as interesting to younger kids just because there's not as much action and um, – I, I, in Persona 4, the action super repetitive. Yeah. But and I, just I thought, really like them. I just thought, too, you can help me out with yeah. this. Unfortunately, it's a very mature game, but Assassin's Creed. Oh, gosh. Each yeah. one of those has put Durr. you into a different uh, point in history. So yeah. w- there was like medieval 
Uh, or, yeah, it yeah. starts in Jerusalem in like the year one, the one thousands, and then it goes Renaissance Italy, and then uh, there's colonial America. Um, there's a, some that take place in like the South um, in the eighteen hundreds. Then they did the French Revolution. So I love those games. Yeah, but, they are uh, but unfortunately violent. they're, they're super violent. Yeah. <laughs> Rated them. Lots of stabbings. Lots of yeah. sexy times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish yeah. someone would just do like. Like a text RPG just in those That'd worlds. That would be awesome. Like, I'm really excited to see what uh, – now, this is, name is going to not mean anything to people outside the gaming world. But Ken Levine, um, who is behind mm-hmm. the Bioshock games, which are actually pretty popular, has moved into like really narrative-driven games. Like mm-hmm. uh, He hasn't said what he's working on next, but it's been very intriguing. So, And he's good at building like really – cool worlds really that you haven't worlds. seen before. So Rapture, which was the setting for the first Bioshock movie, is an underwater city that was built by this crazy man, <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Ryan. Um, and it's like a completely un... Um, just un... What's the word I'm looking for? It's a free market, free environment. Like you yeah. can do whatever you want. You can get like guns out of the vending machine if you want. It was, <laughs> it was just designed to be this like completely free, like everyone's on equal footing and obviously didn't work, (laughs) (laughs) which is where the game starts. Um, But yeah, I mean, that whole environment was just amazing to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely, it would be really cool to have people sensitively explore different cultures in games. And I think Elaine Media, the studio that made Never Alone, um, they are, they they have been approached by other people Mm -hmm. to explore other cultures in their games because yeah. that, that game was really great in that aspect. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see more of that. Yeah. Someone should take uh, – here's an idea for a nonprofit. Someone should take <laughs> some game that is easily replicable mm-hmm. and go to Africa and go to yeah. you know, Southeast Asia and go to, go to different countries and then come up with different versions of the game yeah. made there in those specific countries. There are some games uh, out of Africa. Uh, I can't remember what country specifically they came from. It was a country that was in the World Cup final because this is where I was researching it. Um, it was probably Ghana. Um, there's some Ghanaian uh, game developers who are making games specifically just about uh, – the one that I remember specifically was about driving and avoiding potholes because that was a specific problem that they all related to. And so they, he made a game about driving and dodging potholes. And there was one about mosquitoes. And like those were really interesting and – I like that a lot. So, yeah. like, those, I think those games are out there. Like, developers in those countries are making them. They're just not being picked up for the Western market, probably yeah. because, I mean, the audience is there, but we don't know that we want it. And, yeah. and it would be a hard sell. Yeah, they're probably mostly you could find in the indie game yeah. market. And unfortunately, it's really hard to sort of discover those great games. Like, you kind of need help with that. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the place where it's going to happen first. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And at Papa Yo, which is a um, a South American – oh, gosh, what country was it? I'm being really bad at this. <laughs> um, I want to say – I think it's Brazil, isn't it? Is it Brazil? Oh, you know, I sure. think – I, that sounds right. Um, it's a game, an indie game about a young boy uh, who is dealing with his father's alcoholism, and the alcoholism is represented as a, a monster, this metaphorical monster who is good, but then when he eats these poisonous toads, he becomes this horrible, destructive beast. So that's a puzzle game where you're kind of trying to navigate the environment um, and deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then that's, and it takes place in the slums of this city. So. Huh. It was really interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, so and there are some of those games out there, <laughs> but like, you know, Never yeah. Alone is the only one that's gotten the attention. Yeah. 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 So. More questions? Well, I, I, I do. I have lots of questions. Well, one other question I have is, so we're heading into the summertime mm-hmm. right, where everybody that I know that has kids my age is kind of pulling their hair out trying to figure out what, oh, what are we going to do with our kids <laughs> yeah. all summer long. Um, and uh, I, I keep referring back to the old days, the, the old days of like having a reading list that your school right, would yeah. Read these 12 books before you come back. Yeah. I would love to have a gaming list. I think Courtney is already working on that. Oh, good. Good, good. Or at least she's <coughs> talked about it or put in a pitch. I don't know. Somebody is on that, absolutely. So you'll see a story yeah, on yeah. Pixel Can soon about that. That would yeah. be, be really cool to have a, 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 a assortment of games that has kind of a broad range of right. skills and topics. Yeah, yeah. things to yeah. talk about. And, and goals yeah. within each one. You know, not, yeah, right. not just like play for a certain number of hours, but get to a certain level or right. yeah. achieve something. Yeah. And, you know, this week uh, the Games for Change Festival is going on in New York. And we've been – keeping close tabs on that. And what's interesting about that is that the games are have s- usually some kind of social justice purpose mm-hmm. or a learning purpose. Mm-hmm. And when you find out about what's going on at the Games for Change Festival, you can find a whole bunch of really cool games mm-hmm. that your kids can use to learn something. Um, like last year, an award winner was uh, Cheyenne Odyssey, which went into the whole um, history of Native Americans and what happened to the Cheyenne people. Um, and your kids play that game and they can learn something to take back with them to history class mm. when they go back to school. Yeah. 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 We're on it though. <laughs> good, good. We will have a gaming <laughs> list for sure. I think we'll make really it happen. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing that lots of parents are concerned about is the whole microtransactions free to play, which isn't really free. Um, and it's kind of been a weird landscape for not even not parents, just even regular people playing games mm. to to navigate because it's something that's fairly recent. Um, and then lots of people have jumped on the boat because it becomes, it, it's an, actually an easier way for game publishers and developers to make money. Like they will make more money through microtransactions than they would if they just sold you the game. Is that right? There's data about that, huh? Yes. yes. Interesting. Um, it doesn't happen with every game like that, but the games that are successful, that's absolutely the case. Um, so basically, what happens is you can download a game for free, whether it be for PC. Most of these are on PC or on uh, mobile devices, iPhone, Android. Um, and then you'll play a little bit and then you'll get – you'll basically hit a paywall in some of them. So like you get to a certain level. Like in some of the uh, the battle-type building games uh, where you build an army and also a base. Like Game of War? Yeah. The one with the ads everywhere. Oh, my God. Um, They're so obnoxious. They are obnoxious. Um, But anyhow, so you're, like, building a base and then building an army or what have you, and then you're going out to attack, like, other people. It's multiplayer type thing. You don't actually attack in concert with each other. You just go attack, and then when that person logs back on, they see that their base has been obliterated, and then they know who did it. So they build it back up, and you can go – I mean, you can just go after each other. But what happens there is, you know, when you're in the early stages of that – you're building stuff, it takes a certain amount of time to build, you know, your first building or to get a certain right. member of your army. And as you level up, those things take longer and longer and longer to build, where you're talking about days before you can have your thing build. Or you can pay some money and you can finish it right away. 
Right. So um, so that's the paywall type thing. There are some companies that have done free-to-play very, very well. Uh, my favorite is Blizzard with Hearthstone. Yes. <laughs> talk about Hearthstone probably every episode <laughs> of this. Um, but Hearthstone is a card game, and I think it's easier with card-type games um, because you can pay money to buy a a pack of cards or you can earn gold in the game to buy a pack of cards and the packs are random so uh even people who are buying the packs with the money there's no guarantee that they're going to have the better cards or you know more power so it's really balanced in that way um so that's but it's a little like gambling right a little, yeah. I mean, well, it's also like buying Pokemon trading cards. In yeah, a store. exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, or Magic. You know, the Gathering True. is another yeah. one. You, you know, you're not going to know what you get in the pack. It's the same type of thing, but you can buy it with in-game stuff that you earn, or you can buy it with money. So, um, the other uh, game that did that with microtransactions, just a little bit, but they didn't launch it with launch was. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. you get card packs in that that give you, like, the different levels for the characters and everything. And it had been out for a couple months before they actually initiated you can buy these packs. Um, so, so that's another one that sort of did it pretty well. Um, another one that did it terribly and is totally frustrating to me is the latest um, Diner Dash. Oh, no. I know. Diner Dash is such a fantastic game. I love that game. Gosh, oh, my God. Yeah. And so they released a new one on iPhone, updated art, and everything looked pretty. And, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm really good at Diner Dash. <laughs> I have played it a lot. I could get ex- expert score on everything. And I was failing the third level. <gasps> Oh, Unless no. I was buying a oh, boost. Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's no. terrible. So they're alienating their um, yeah. user base. Lots of apps do that. Like they come out of the gate with this really aggressive give us money now type of thing, and then they alienate people. I mean, it's really yeah. – it's yeah. a balance. Seems like the- there is another side to it, right? Some people really like that free-to-play because you get the game for free. Yeah. And I think sometimes parents let their kids play the game mm-hmm. um, for free, yeah. but they just say, no, we're not going to pay for any yeah. extra stuff. And then everybody's somewhat happy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that works better in multiplayer games um, because even if you're playing for free, you become part of the ecosystem. So like in Hearthstone, all those games are multiplayer. So you need lots of players to keep that going. And so the right. ones that are free are actually contributing to the community. Um, even if they're not paying money. Right. So, um, what were we going to say, Curtis? Oh, I was going to say the, the whole idea of microtransactions with kids is a whole different thing than adults. I mean, that, that, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. think a little bit about yeah. how, where's yeah. that money coming from? I mean, my son would spend $10,000 if he could. So yeah. <laughs> well, um, on like iPhone or, yeah, on app, the app stores, I'm pretty sure Android has the same thing in place. Um, you know, if you're going to buy something from within an app, it asks you for your password and then it asks you to confirm to buy that. So you're going through two steps in order to buy something. So, I mean, if your kid has your password, then <laughs> you're pretty much screwed. Um, but, uh, you know, if you keep your password, you know, safe from them or, you know, get them their if they have their own device, like, you know, just don't let them have the credit card information in there. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, on PC, it's probably a little easier to uh, circumvent that, um, especially if you've used your credit card if you let your kid use your credit card for something else, like if they know the number and that stuff, and then yeah. who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
So, I mean, the thing to keep in mind there is a couple things. Like, if you don't want them spending any money, don't give away your passport. Your Don't let them know your password. Don't let them know your credit card information. But I think a good thing to do, because personally, I feel like if I'm playing a game and I'm really enjoying it, that I owe something to the developer to spend some money. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, these yeah. are not... You know, they're hard to make. My husband's a developer, so I know the mm-hmm. blood, sweat, and tears that goes into making right. these games. Um, so maybe even giving kids a budget, like saying, okay, you can spend $10 in this game and then let them decide what they want to spend it on. And that actually teaches a few yeah. skills. Like yeah, you yeah. really have to, you know, pick the best things. So that would right. be my advice. Especially if you're doing chores for the money yeah. <laughs> that yeah. you're spending on your game. Well, and then, yeah. then maybe certainly. you think, oh, sorry, go on. Well, that's certainly something we've been thinking about a lot yeah. Yeah. with my yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Um, it would be interesting, though, also with the, with the free-to-play games, what's the distribution of who's – who? are they getting a lot of money from – or a little bit of money from a lot of people? Or are a few no. people spending a ton of money? A few people spending a ton of money right. is usually how it works. Mm-hmm. I actually worked for one of these companies um, briefly before we moved up here to Seattle. And uh, the people that give a lot of money, they call them whales. Um, and uh, – yeah, I know. Gosh. <laughs> there, there are some people that will spend thousands – I mean literally thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars um, if they have the means. They're like rich – I don't know, oil guys from Saudi Arabia or something, you know, playing these games and have all the money to throw away. And obviously that makes up for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people that aren't spending anything. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you would think it would be like, oh, a little bit from everybody, but it's not really. It's definitely the fewer people that are spending a lot. Mm-hmm. Subsidizing, but, yeah. But it is, I mean, knowing as someone who plays casual games sometimes, I know how tempting it is when you get to a certain point and maybe you've almost made it past that level. Uh, yeah. And then they're offering you this thing that you know will get you past that level that you've been working on for two weeks. Yeah. Five more it turns. Is, yeah. Five more turns. Yeah. One exploding ball that will uh, do the trick. Yeah. <laughs> And I've definitely so, been there. In uh, case you don't know, we're talking about Candy Crush. No wonder. Candy Crush. <laughs> we're talking about Candy Crush Soda. No, oh, that's not <laughs> um, <laughs> It's hard to resist that. It is. It is. And yeah. usually I almost 99% of the time I do. But once in a while when I'm hungry or thirsty or something yeah. or tired, I might push that button. And yeah. I think for kids, you have to – Think about them yeah. and think about um, maybe they, they're not – haven't developed quite the self-discipline that you will expect them to have when they're adults. Mm-hmm. And so you have to help them a little bit. Yeah. You have to bring them along and um, teach them yeah. how to resist that kind of thing that games are so good at mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I think would be interesting is the, the difference between if you're if, – are you paying just to get ahead? Just to sort of jump to the front of the line or to kind of be able to cheat to not have to learn something? It, depends, case, on, it depends on the game. That's kind of yucky. But yeah. if you're paying to get something, some cool new thing that's a new, yeah. you know, a new skill yeah. or a new yeah. That's a good point. That's, yeah. a good that, point. that's uh, we've, We didn't bring it up earlier. Um, League of Legends, probably the most popular free-to-play game. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing that you can buy in that are you could unlock her- heroes um, that you can play as. But you can unlock them all just by playing the game. So, Or you can buy different skins for your characters and that's it and it's hugely successful hugely um you know they do league of legends tournaments where people go and watch and win millions win millions of dollars i mean it's it's a huge huge game and it's completely sustained by just selling Mm -hmm. those things that aren't really vital to winning the game i was really surprised when i looked up 
League of Legends and found that out because mm-hmm. a lot of those kind of games, you pay a monthly subscription to play right. them, like yeah. World of Warcraft. Um, but that game is free to play. It is. You're just buying yeah. costumes I for have, your characters. It's been years since I played League of Legends, but when I played it, it was kind of a rotating. The free heroes were rotating. Yes, they still do that. They still do that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they give you um, a few uh, characters to play as for free, like, and that changes, like, it's either once a week or once a month. Too bad yeah, I don't know my husband here because like he plays League of Legends <laughs> like mad. Um so, yeah, so you get to try out the characters that you want. And then if mm-hmm. you really like a character during that free time, you can buy that character. Yeah. Um, but the the thing is, is that there isn't a character that's better than any other character. It's just yeah. which one you're good at playing and what the play style is. I mean, if I don't want to get too hardcore in here, but there are, <laughs> <laughs> there are classes of basically these characters. One's called a tank. These are like big guys with a lot of health that you can just throw at the enemies to just beat on them. They're people that have magic that can sort of stand back and help the the other players. So, um, But there's like the same number of characters for each of those classes. They all play a little bit differently. And it's really down to your play skill, which ones you want. So even if you're buying a hero to use right away rather than earning them, it doesn't give you really any competitive edge. So yeah. I think that's a good free-to-play model. It is. Yeah. yeah. Lots of people are trying to replicate that now. Oh, the, really? Uh, the genre that League of Legends it is is multiplayer online battle arena, which are called MOBAs. And if you follow, follow anything about games, there are 20 bazillion MOBAs out there Too now. Too many MOBAs. Too many MOBAs. <laughs> and I don't know why people keep releasing them because like the market is saturated Really, you think you're going to beat League of Legends? I mean, That's come on. Rough. Yeah. Like, I understand the temptation, but yeah. also, I mean, those games live or die by how many people are playing them. Yeah. And if there are 20 really popular ones out there, yeah. or there couldn't be 20 really popular ones because there's not a big enough player base. Yeah. So. And they all play yeah. League of Legends, so why, and they love that yeah. game, so why would they switch to something yeah. else? You have to have a really, really, really compelling reason and blizzard is getting ready to release one yeah i'll be interested to see how that turns out because they have the name they have the brand that could bring people in whereas other developers might not be able to do that they know how to develop a really good game at blizzard too (laughs) the character designs for that are so good yeah i mean they haven't really put out a dud i mean these are the guys that made world of warcraft they're the guys that make uh starcraft and starcraft yeah Mm -hmm. so they haven't put out any game that has been you know, just just a dud that hasn't turned out to be a huge success and fun as well, like really yeah. well made. Um, so yeah, so it'll be interesting to yeah. see. I my husband was was playing the beta of that, like, oh, yeah. and I walked in, you know, his office. Just look, I was like, sort of League of Legends looking, but the UI was different. And so I'm like, oh, did they update the UI? And he's <laughs> like, he's like, no. And it, I, he didn't understand actually what I was asking at first because it looks so much like League yeah. of Legends. I'm asking like the like, oh, your character, what are you playing as now? I don't play League of Legends enough to know that that yeah, wasn't yeah. the character. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, do they update your, your, the UI? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, it looks different like than the old League of Legends. And he's like, this isn't League of Legends. Oh, no. This is the – he's in the beta for the Blizzard one. It has a prettier UI, by the way. Nice. <laughs> do you think he'll play the new one? Well, he was doing it in beta, but – the, in the last week or so, he's been back on League of Legends. You're kind of motivated to stick with one game, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because the more, the better your character is, the better you are at playing the character, the yeah. more you yeah. win. It's yeah. very much a time investment. Yeah. That's right. And it was like a huge goal for my husband to get a 
I think it was a silver rank in League of Legends. Yeah. So, wow. And it's it's a, that's a lot of winning a lot of games and not losing very much because when you lose, it kind of knocks your rank back down. Yeah. Um, wow. So, Being ranked is a huge thing among yeah. the hardcore gamers. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Which we aren't. <laughs> uh, well, I think Simone and I would probably say we're. Yeah, probably, I think there are different. I, I think that definition can encompass many types of gaming. Yeah, and the other thing too I should have is, said I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to be, but I'm not. And I hate Time is a thing. <laughs> I hate the like hardcore versus casual yeah. kind of gaming yeah. anyhow because like. You can be a casual gamer, like you only play one game a year, but that game is Fallout 3, so, you know. And actually, one of the moms in my mom's group, we were just talking, we were having like, you know, cooking club or whatever, and she's like, yeah, I'm not a gamer, I just play Skyrim. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Oh, I'm dying. I know, so that just shows you that the hardcore Casual yeah. thing doesn't really make any oh sense. So, well, I was being modest, I guess. <laughs> a lot of women. You're a gamer, Linda. You're a lot real. of women tend to not identify themselves mm-hmm. as hardcore yeah. gamers because they don't want to be tested or pitted against somebody and lose, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you've said that you're something maybe. You're not. Gatekeeping yeah. is a thing. Whereas even... guys will brag all day long about being <laughs> yeah. a hard- hardcore gamer. Yeah. It's it's definitely it's not as bad as it used to be um, for girls. I remember. I mean, and the terrible thing was that there was competition like between uh, women. Yeah, they're like, you know, you're not hardcore enough. Like, right, was, right. It was terrible. <laughs> it's like, come on, we're all women. We're still the minority. Like, let's not tear ourselves yeah. down. It's That's just, right. So, so yeah, yeah. When it comes to, like, ranking and competitiveness, I think it really depends on the person what kind of ranking draws them in. Like, League of Legends does nothing for me. That It's too much of a time commitment. I don't really want to go against other people. Blah. Give me a rhythm game where, like, I can hit every note in the game. I will play it forever to yes. get a gold ranking. I will look at people on the scoreboard and, like glare at their name and hiss profanities and, like, try again and again <laughs> yes. to beat them just so I can be number one. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why this is the thing for me, but that's, like, what gets me. Is Yeah. I was like that with Rockman and oh, now yeah. I'm like yeah. that with Fantasia. Like, oh. I played Bohemian Rhapsody, like, God, I don't know <laughs> how many times um, in order to get gold. But, like, yeah. in Rock Band, you didn't actually have to get 100% in order to get gold. Nice. In Fantasia, it's 100%. You have to hit every cue. <laughs> I have played that, and it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> some songs are harder than others. Yeah. Like I could get nowhere with some of the... Yeah, no. some of them are super hard. Bohemian Rhapsody, its difficulty level is actually pretty low, but it's a long song. Yeah. So there are lots of places to screw up even if the movements aren't that and if you miss one thing then you then you're not getting the worst when you get down to the y and you're like yeah i'm gonna 100 percent it and then you miss i did that once like i would i missed like the last (laughs) there's like the down down downward arm hold no and i missed (laughs) i I don't want to hear about this (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) it was terrible stressing me out I mean, it's lucky I didn't have a controller in my hands because I probably would have launched it yeah. at the TV. But so that's a good thing like, about Fantasia, too. Be like, no controllers to throw <laughs> against your TV. <laughs> and you walk outside and you shut the door. <laughs> you look into the sun. 
Uh, I don't know how many times I threw my controller down playing Assassin's Creed Unity Uh, this week. I'm sorry. (laughs) The batteries were, you know, rolling down the... Maybe you shouldn't have an Xbox. Maybe Simone. Oh, (laughs) don't start this. Come on. Maybe you should come over and help me, Simone. Okay, I'll help you. We are above the platform war thing. We are above the platform war thing. I rescind my comment about the Xbox. (laughs) I don't know what happened when my Assassin's Creed Unity, a famously glitchy, disastrous game, which I played and reviewed, and it was fine. And I was like, well, they must have they must have fixed everything in the week that it, you know, between the release and when I played it. It's fine now. And I reviewed it very positively. And um, Linda is not having the same experience, <laughs> <laughs> shall we say. Have you fallen into the white void under Paris yet? The white void Apparently under that's Paris. one of the glitches that people were having. That's no. probably been fixed, but people would, like, jump. And I then think I've done fall, fall through the world. Yeah. yeah. Every other glitch, I'm pretty sure that I have found in the first assassination mission. God. So, yeah, really bad. All I know is, you know, when you're floating above the ground and there's nothing under you and you can't go anywhere, that's not good. Why is that happening? I don't know why that's happening. (laughs) It's not good. I'm sorry. It didn't happen to me. My review is apparently specific to my experience. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Love that game. Yeah. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. Um, we would love to get your feedback and your letters because we can give you answers on future podcasts. Um, so if you want to send us questions, you can send them to hello at pixelkin.org. And we will definitely answer them. And from myself, Linda, Simone, and Curtis, thank you very much for joining yeah, us thank today. You. Thank Bye. you. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.